Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 71 of Holocron Chronicles. I am joined, as always, by my dancing trusty co-pilot, <laughs> Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? Woo, this is my first uh of about three jackets that I own in Star Wars that I finally decided to wear. This is Colonel Sanders. We saw a Colonel in uh, not in what we're gonna talk about this evening, but back in uh, what was the previous live action show? Back in oh, I think back in Mando season three, we saw Tim Meadows' character was yeah. a colonel. So a colonel is just you know it's the Ralston Perina, but without the last blip. Ralston Perina being a dog food company from the I don't know if they're still around, but it was a dog food company. I, I know they were in they had a, a plant in Battle Creek, Michigan because I've seen this pattern on a wall down there. It's just it's weird stuff that you remember. But anyway, yes, I have an OC who is a rebel pilot and. He has a story on how this jacket, which was Poe Dameron's from The Last Jedi, originally belonged to him. And it was, you know, it was it, when you saw it, it was really weathered. You know, the rebel symbol on mm -hmm. it was all worn off because it belonged to my dude who got blown up on Hosnian Prime. Ouch, that's a bummer. But Ooh. his jacket was uh, it was Poe Dameron's. It was a hand-me-down. I know. Excellent. So creative. Very creative. I love it. Uh, I feel under. I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt, and my I've got my my Kyber crystal. I should turn that on, light it up. There oh, we go. the stars are made um, of Kyber. But I'm I'm not dressed up, and our you, so you're you're throwing on your jacket, and our guest is like full on Thrawn minus uh, Peter. You didn't Don't believe have yourself, but yeah. aside from that, you're you're good to go. Uh, Peter Stein, welcome back to the show. Thanks. How you doing? Doing all right. Excellent. Excellent. We're happy to have you. Last time we had you was Andor, I yep. think. Uh, Doubleheader, Charlie said, uh, was with great memory on you, Charlie. I knew we had him a couple of times, but the, the doubleheader for Andor. Um, well, so Peter, Peter is very memorable because Peter is, of course, uh, my main co-host over on Code 47, always comes to the party in uniform. He's got a uniform. It's typically matches the subject we're talking about. So Peter in this one, even though it didn't necessarily match Andor, was in a Jedi hood. There were, were there there were Jedi flashbacks. Well, I was wearing there. the Emperor's at get up. He, he, I was just going to say he threw out the, em, the Empire, the Emperor. Yeah, um, yeah. Impression yeah. too. It was. It wasn't just the right. clothes. You came yes, just yes. ready to go. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but we're happy to have you back. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Ahsoka for the, the first time since, uh, you know, we're a little bit delayed, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But first, we have to thank our uh, our Patreon supporters. Uh, Charlie, would you like to jump through that list? What? You're going to put me to the work? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, yeah, these are the fine folks that make it possible for myself and Mark and, and Todd, our partner, and Peter, and a lot of other people that join in on us uh, making additional content for the ears of the people that like us enough to chip in a couple of bucks 
to uh, fun things along. Uh, if you visit patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite, you can do a free seven-day trial. Check out our wares. Uh, Peter and I, uh, Peter's joining me for the first time in the studio to record a segment of my The Facts of Geek Life series. We're going to be talking about something I'm not going to say. You'll just have to tune in. Um, but yeah, and uh, Todd records a couple of different shows. Mark, it's been a while since we've heard your voice, but we're looking forward to re-engaging Mark I, in some my, Patreon my content. I, uh, my wife and I had a conversation yesterday. We're 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 gearing some stuff up. I can't give a, a solid date, but Very some stuff exciting. on the on the docket. Yep. But at any rate, and again, jump over to patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Try us out for seven free days, uh, and then stick around if you like what you hear. Just like these folks on the best bud level, that's Jamie Prinky. Our BFF level folks are the wonderful Nias family, Sean, Stella, and Henry, my dear friend Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. We thank you for your patronage on the Patreon. Yeah, thank you. That's, uh, that's so great. While you're doing that, you can also pop over to YouTube, subscribe, like, share some of the stuff over there. We'd love to see the, the YouTube subscribers jump up. And uh, and if you're looking for a lightsaber, it's been a little while since I plugged this. So Level Up Sabers, uh, there's there's an affiliate link down there. You can get yourself a saber and, uh, and kick some money back to us that way as well. Um, with all that said, with all that out of the way, let's get to know a little bit more about Peter um peter you've already introduced yourself we already found out your star wars origin of sorts but there's a few new questions that we're gonna go over and uh i'm gonna start with your favorite lightsaber design favorite lightsaber design so um my favorite lightsaber design um and i've tried to design a couple myself but i always fall back to the um to the original Obi-Wan Kenobi from episode four. Mm. Um, and of course it's variant of Luke Skywalker in episode six. Um, there's just something about that particular emitter and narrow neck combination that I just really, really dig. Dig it. Dig um, it. So that that's like my favorite uh, lightsaber design and any variant of that. So, but I also really right. like that graphics clamp. So whenever someone mm-hmm. takes it away, it's like, mm, still need that. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I love it. Luke's Luke's green saber is absolutely one of my favorites as well. And like you said, it's it's basically kind of that inspiration, that offshot. I just happen to like the green over the blue, which is why I kind of tend gravitate towards that one instead of Obi Wan's. Um, but it is such a great design, and one of the things that that drives me crazy looking at like replica sabers and that kind of stuff is you can't get a practical one, you, or you can't get one that that functions. Mm-hmm. with that narrow neck so it is very sci-fi it's very um impractical in a physical world that we occupy to have something that you can attach a blade to and actually swing around and hope that it Doesn't stays break. together <laughs> yeah, you know? ah, it just flies it's, apart it's, but, but that's the the great thing about it is it's 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 so out there and it's such a a, a simple elegant but also impossible kind of design for for it's it's such a perfect lightsaber it is it's the it's the fantasy (laughs) the fantasy the space fantasy space wizards and such uh i'm sure we covered this before but lightsaber color of choice based on your your lightsaber design do you do you like the blue with that one or do you do you pair i kind of bounce a little bit but i actually tend towards green 
um, which okay. is probably why I really like Luke's. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah. Excellent. Um, the, your favorite Star Wars collectible item that you own, do you own a replica saber or is there something else? I have an like ultra it? saber, but it's not a replica of a film saber. So I've been kind of debating whether or not I'm going to pick up Luke's lightsaber, but they're, you know, to get a good one, you have to, they're a little expensive. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the one that I've got, but I have the very, you know, shopping off the shelf Hasbro version, which I still find to be very faithful. I've not, for lack of cosplay, I've not broke that one out in quite some time. But Mark really, and Peter has heard about this as well, because we did a, a Star Trek photo shoot just a couple weeks ago here in Grand Rapids. We're thinking about doing something in the springtime here in Michigan. Mark, it's a long trip. But if I could coax you over to our side of the pond, the pond meaning, of course, uh, the Great Lakes, P pick a Great Lake of your choosing. Uh, and I'd even talk to our friend Allie Graz out there in uh, New Jersey. I said, you know, everybody come to Michigan. We'll do a thing. It'll be awesome. Uh, Peter, I've anointed him as our Luke Skywalker. He's got the hair. I'll toss him the saber. He could be yeah. Luke, you're Obi-Wan, I'll be my guy, or I'll be old man Han Solo, because I have that jacket too. We can just, we can make things about it. Our photographer is fantastic. I mean, you've seen the work, it's been all over my socials. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy yeah. does good stuff. So, Amazing yeah, stuff. I don't know. So, put a pin in that, that'd be springtime, March, April, something like that. So, yeah. Cool. That'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, but the, yeah. the favorite one that I have that I actually own, collectible-wise, something I picked up recently, and I brought it, because, you know, I can't. Uh -huh. Ha -ha. Oh, oh I've shoot, got, that's awesome. I've got one of those over here. Yep. The Black Series Phase go. 2. It was yep. nice. I saw it came uh, they started announcing pre-orders and I was like I love my clone troopers. I can't let that pass. I, I pre-ordered it and it showed up way sooner than it should have. It, wow. Usually if that's you good. order from Amazon that frequently it would be like, oh, pre-order date is it's December. Like, it's going to be like three months. I was like, yeah. okay, my budget I, can handle that. It's yeah. coming tomorrow. I, oh, had a, <laughs> I had a figure that, that showed up uh, that way too. Hey, December 1st pre-order showed up yesterday. Now I will tell you the, the clone trooper one that I have, I got from my figure collecting partner, Derek, that is like an old one from like a play, like a kid's one from the early 2000s that he sold me for $7. So yeah, sorry. I have, I have one from right around when Attack of the Clones came out and it's oh, yeah. the size of a bucket. It has no yeah. electronics. <laughs> yep, it's that's just, this thing. It's just and a I, piece of plastic. It, yep. it has the narrower visor, so it's not like yeah. that one. Yeah. But it's it's like you see the see this bucket? It's like one point five the size. You're right. And if you put your head in it, it just yeah. You turn your head too fast and your helmet's going this way and your face is going that way. But it looks so. great on it looks great on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. So that one's that's the black series lights up, does all the, yeah. the stuff. It's yeah, similar yeah. to the Mando helmet behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this one doesn't light up, it has a microphone. But. Yeah, oh, Hasbro cool. does nice yeah. stuff where the figure line might be dying out. Their their cosplay or basically their role play, if you will, stuff is is still really crushing. Yeah. It, the sad thing opinion. is the grill doesn't actually have holes in it, so you can't breathe through the front. That is like, uh, that's that the is one downside to this helmet. You're not wearing it for long, or you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to die for my craft. Literally, <laughs> I'm the, going the down. Helmet as well. There's 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 nothing. So you just yeah, you start to through the bottom. Anything yeah. you're just like whoosh, fog. 
yeah. good luck seeing you chump even yeah you know, right I mean, it's a slit to begin with it's it doesn't take much yeah it's, um, it's rough <laughs> there's so much yeah they're they're fun though they're fun and they look badass uh on a shelf <laughs> right. on your head that's that's awesome right um any other collectibles now i'm like interested in your whole collection now is it, um anything else jump my on? I live with my brother and he's got the black series Darth Vader. So that's another one that we really, really enjoy. We got it before right. the price jumped. So that was fun. Right. Yeah. That's um, my Luke saber is the same way. Mine was 150 and now they're almost a hundred dollars more. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. manage to get a stormtrooper for that. Reason. Um, I've got one of the old school Darth Vader voice changers from when episode three came out. <laughs> um, so nice. Doesn't work anymore. Um, but it, but it's still there. It's voice is forever changed. Um, <laughs> outside of that, the other cool things of note in the house is we have a from 77 vinyl of the original soundtrack. I have uh, that too. Peter, wow. you've seen it. It's in the, it's in my downstairs bathroom. I have it framed. Yeah, so right. it, I've, I have in wow. fact turned it on and listened to it just because. Yeah. Um, wow. But dun, yeah, that's, that's dun, like dun, dun, dun. the coolest thing that, that I've got. Yeah. Um, yeah that's amazing. So, that's uh, did you did you is that like a collectible thing or is that like a family oh like that's my mom's down? when star wars came out oh, oh wow, like wow. your mom's so cool his mom also recently made the creme de la creme of star trek cosplays the monster maroon peter wore it to an event we did earlier this month i was blown away and i'm like she's making one of those for me right he said no <laughs> she doesn't want to make another one <laughs> i'm like but i'm your commanding officer he's like well you're not hers <laughs> and the mom takes precedent over you charlie i'm mom, sorry but everyone's she's, mom she's grand higher rank than any grand other. admiral mom <laughs> yeah absolutely the the mamas definitely rule uh so mm-hmm. what so what your your mother was she a, a star wars fan was she a vinyl fan a little bit of both she was a star what, wars fan she, so okay. that's awesome yeah so i think she saw i think she saw the original star wars when it came out nice um so Amazing. or at least pretty quickly it, she saw it when it. it was in the theaters and then went and got the record shortly yeah. thereafter. i mean what's crazy about and we've talked about original stars before is that movie uh was in theaters for well over a year because mm-hmm. people just kept going to see it and there was no home video market so it'd be mm-hmm. like hey want to go see star wars for the 47th time yes let's do that you know because just kept playing that's, yeah. that's just wild i would love to live in a time where you could just go see episode four in the theater like whenever for you know the for a year one i haven't seen in the theater which is annoying. oh my gosh yeah I don't, I don't know when was the last time they they put those on the big screen it's been it's been it's an been awful it's been in the 2000s they must have re-released it at some point i don't know i'm curious but, but they're due right there's got to be some reason they do it again but anyway mm-hmm. Maybe before uh, before Ray's trilogy, they'll re-release everything. It would be amazing. Yes, Ray's, yes. Spend, uh, spend two days watching all of the theatrical films. <laughs> Never leave. Uh, Never go I mean, to the bathroom. If they, if they dropped about like they did with the special editions, what was that? A month uh, difference? It was, it was interesting. They they, they did a month between I think uh, A New Hope and Empire, and Empire was doing so well. They pushed. They might have pushed the other two back 
like two or three weeks where they're like, we're still making money with these, which is crazy. But, you know, again, just like the commercials at the time said, for a, for a whole generation, you've only seen it this big and they show, you know, stuff happening on TV screen. And, and then the X-Wing flies through the TV and it's, oh. Yep. I know, remember that yeah. as a seven-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was <laughs> wild. My mind. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, as I told Todd and I were, were college roommates in Michigan State. And, and uh, yeah, it was Jan- January, February, and March of 1997. Uh, going to see those at the the Outer Six at the Meridian Mall in Okemos, Michigan. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So I was uh, twelve. You said ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's twelve years old. So so I haven't seen those in theater since I was twelve. So that's that's wild. Um, yeah, it's it's due. Come on, we it's, are due. Uh, Come on, Disney. You're bleed. You're bleeding cash right now. Put those uh, movies back. I'm serious. You can put those movies back. I think about how much money they could make. I would watch all nine in theaters again, just for with, that experience. With, it. I'd watch everything. I'd watch like yeah. just throw in Rogue One, throw in uh, Solo. Just, just give me like, give me, give me, give imagine me. that like a full year or something like close to it of like, here's like every month there's a Star Wars re-release kind of thing. Oh like, my God. That's an amazing idea. Amazing. Come on, Disney! If you're not going to come come down on us for talking about you know Ahsoka, then uh, if, if the cost of that is coming out and you guys dumping these movies back in theater again, we'll we'll take our slings. That's fine. I, I'll take it. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, do it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, favorite after that impression, but we talked about some cool collectibles. So I'm not sure where you're going with this, Peter. Uh, your favorite affiliation is it the clones, Jedi. Bounty Hunters, Empire, um, Sith. I probably have to go with the Grand Army of the Republic. Mm. Um, okay. I I do always, really like the Imperial always. aesthetic, um, yeah. but you know the Grand Army is same aesthetic, but you know up until you know the ending part of three, the good guys. So. Yes, they were very good until they were shooting Jedi's in the face or the back or <laughs> the really ass. Good until they weren't. Yeah, I mean, yes. think about what what was the name of that that the blue chick who was in the halter top and the pants? Hey, the, the, yeah, who just got who just got forty shots to the to the ass. That's how they killed under her. Under a mushroom, yeah. Yeah, under a mushroom. Yeah, what a way to go. That was just. But yeah, other than that, super good guys. But uh, yeah. then they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of what a way to go. The last question that I don't think you've answered before no. is uh, we, we have this new question that we've been running for a little bit, but uh, it's it's basically, you know, Star Wars kind of constant suffering and tragedy and cool laser swords and ponchos. Uh, so if you were in the Star Wars universe, what tragic yet preferably hilarious way would you die? Um. Because I've watched um, Rogue One recently, or was it Rebels? I forget exactly who did this. But remember, there's a shot where the one of the ships tries to go to hyperspace through a hangar from one side to the other and manages to pull it off. Yeah, I'd try to do something like that cool, but I would pancake myself <laughs> on the side of the station. I've made a grave miscalculation, literally. You didn't put the right coordinates into the Navi computer? <laughs> no, I was hit, too busy hitting it, trying to turn it back on. Yeah, like Fonzie in the jukebox. That reference might be yeah. before your time, Peter. Sorry. <laughs> bonk, bit, bonk. But, so, uh, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, I like I like that. Just 
hyperspacing yourself into a wall. Right. That's yeah. the first time we've heard that one for sure. Oh, really? Doing a holdo yeah. maneuver, but not per- not on purpose. It wouldn't even destroy the station. I wasn't going fast enough. Just, <laughs> just enough for too some, close. Some text to be like, oh, <laughs> that guy was an idiot. <laughs> yep. Let, There'd be some like wreckage and a one-inch thick layer of protein. <laughs> oh, maybe it'd be squeegee time. <laughs> This is one of my favorites from the uh, one of the scenes in, in I think it, one of the Lego Star Wars games is you're going through the Death Star and you go into a little ante room. So you got to put something together and you control um, one of those uh, Derek's with the guys squeegeeing and you, you move the stormtroopers around so they can clean the window. And when it's clean, the window explodes and they jump in and start shooting at you. That's you. <laughs> yep. That's the aftermath. That's the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Bug splatter, uh, hyperspace attempt. Definitely the first time we've heard that. Thank yeah. you for most people. It's like I try my, myself included. It's like I try to pet the the snarling space puppy and get my yeah. throat ripped out. Yeah, I Come thought about you know, standing around and get stepped on by a bantha, but I think the hyperspace pancake is <laughs> right. more fitting. Way right. better. That's that's so, that's that's great. There is absolute honor in that demise, without a doubt. I like it. Yeah. I also like my my son's been obsessed with um, Peter. I don't know if you remember this, the Crazy Frog uh, song. Um, yep. To like Ax- Axel Fol- Axel F uh, soundtrack. Do 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 do. That's the one. Do, 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 it was do, all like from my hometown of Detroit. Dance kind of, and the little frog are like. I picture you making that sound before trying to take off for some reason. Um, I don't even yeah. know where he found that. Like he just watches stuff on YouTube and we'll put things on for him. And every once in a while it'll autoplay something weird. And yeah. uh, he found that and now he asks for it, which is just, Oh no. Oh boy. That's trouble. Oh, just great. Um, that's yeah, trouble. So that's a, that's a thing that happens, but I, I, yeah, imagine that like the, the takeoff and then smack into the wall. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's, like I said, we're going to talk about Ahsoka, uh, as of right now, so we're recording this on Monday and there's a tentative agreement in place that may end the writer's strike. We we know, we acknowledge that the strike's not over officially, but um, we've had, uh, Charlie and I have had some time to, to talk about this, to weigh our options, to see what other shows are doing. And there are so many podcasts and I know I came up with a couple of examples, even as recently as last night that, uh, you know, shows are paused or, or, you know, still talking about other things, but for every one of those, there were a a bunch of other shows that were covering, um, you know, a a bunch of other podcasts that were covering these shows and stuff. Um, so with that being said, we are going to talk about the first two episodes of Ahsoka hoping and praying that the strike is over by the time this episode is released. We're recording Monday night and we're hoping for some really good news. If we're wrong. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't believe those guys are talking about this, please let us know. Uh, we are definitely experts on this subject. Um, we're doing this for fun. We've never had sponsorships or partnerships or agreements or anything. Whoa, like whoa, that. whoa. Don't put down the good folks at Manscaped. Uh, okay. Cause I still have that t-shirt and I still have that, that razor and the, and the, the lotions and all that stuff. And you know, 
they did well by us, but I don't they, think they would I, have I, a I, dog in this fight. That, yes, uh, no, no partnerships that pertain to Star right. Wars specific stuff or or uh, you know actors, writers, uh, show specific things. Yes, we've we've done that. We've done the Patreon, but aside from that, you know, we we're um, we're pretty small fish in a, a rather large ocean. Um, but the, again, that being said, we've heard some, from some listeners in our Discord and elsewhere that, uh, you know, they want to hear about Ahsoka. They they want, you know, our thoughts and stuff on it. Um, so we've tried to avoid it till now. And we're, we're just kind of like at that point where we're, we're going to try this. If it's the wrong call, please call us out for it. And uh, let's have that discussion. You can get us through any of our social channels, through Discord. We want to have that discussion. Um you know, we, we want to do that. And we're, we're really hoping that this strike is just over and we don't have to worry about the, you know, ups and downs, gray areas, little workaround things that we can kind of, uh, say, you know, we're, we're supporting this. We've, um, donated to the cause. I know that doesn't, you know, Hey, donate so we can talk whatever we want. Like, that's not how this works, but, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're basically, we're making a call that feels okay for us right now. And it's definitely me personally, still very up and down. Even like I said, last night, Charlie and I talking and I'm still like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do. And then we, you know, we get this news of like, Hey, tentative agreement. And it was that, that was kind of the, um, thumbs up for me. Uh, Charlie, Peter, do you, either of you guys want to add anything to that before we jump in to talk about Ahsoka? You know, uh, looking at the strike, much respect to the people who have those very strong feelings. I mean, it is, it, it's an orbit onto itself. You know, if, if the show isn't watched, if services aren't subscribed to, there is no appreciable end to the strike because services fail, there's no money, they can't make a deal with the writers uh, or the actors and, and things just continue to degrade. So it's, it's difficult to, you know, for me, you know, we've been talking about Star Trek productions over on Code 47. Todd and I have been talking about Ahsoka uh, over on the SFU Prime show. I mean, the world does go on. We don't happen to be members of either one of those unions. If we were, we wouldn't be working right now. You know, yeah. I listen, a, a podcast that I listen to, Peter, you're probably familiar with it, the Delta Flyers, which has two prominent actors from the Star Trek franchise. I listen, they have finished talking about their show and they're now they're just having conversations with their castmates. And I was listening to an episode last week where they were talking to a third member of their show where they went through and had to substitute the name of not only other shows that they were talking about, but the own show, that science fiction program that you were on. That science, you know, because they're they're staying loyal and honest to the fact that they are SAG after a uh, involved in the other actors part of that union um, where we're just people, you know, we're, 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 we're offering commentary. Um, I would love to say that, that we're influencers and we have hundreds of thousands of people that hang on our every word, but uh, we ain't there yet. Will we get there? No clue. Um, but for the time being, I'm, you know, I'm with Mark, uh, you know, if this creates a dialogue, if you're listening to this and you're terribly offended by the fact that we are talking about this. We haven't gotten that feedback on SFU unless I've missed it. Uh, I, I feel like I would have caught it if it was the case, but we're, you know, we're glad to contribute to the overall the oeuvre of the motion that, that keeps Star Wars alive, if we can do it. Even, even if our, our tiny, you know, one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of the 
you know, podcast listening public out there. You know, our one guy in Uganda who listens to our podcast or whatever <laughs> that we've seen uh, occasionally in our RSS feed uh, analysis, you know, hey, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Peter, any thoughts on your regard? I have nothing to add. <laughs> My thoughts are not deep. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Good deal. As right. uh, as the guest, you can completely refrain from all of this serious talk and just uh, you know prepare yourself for uh, for Ahsoka. And uh, with, with all that being said, again, Discord, all our socials. Um, I'm not on Twitter too much anymore, but I still get the notifications. So if that's the way, or X, whatever you want to call it, if that's the way you need to get yeah, us, um, yeah. Discord's probably the best for me, or Instagram, yeah, best absolutely. Um, but yeah, let us know. I want to have that conversation with people. Um, that being said, let's jump in jump. to Ahsoka. All right. Shall um, I do some reading of the text? Charlie, that's it. I was just going to say, the, take it away. The Sacred Jedi Test. Okay. Part one is called Part One, Master and Apprentice. Dave Floney is writer and director from August uh, 22 of 2023. Balin Skull, former Jedi, now working as a mercenary, and his apprentice, Billy Eilish, I mean, Shane, Shin Hati, assault a new room. Todd was like, oh, there's some Danish rapper, whatever. I'm like, dude, it's Billy Eilish. Stop being so purposefully, stop being such an edgelord. I love Todd, but he, that was trying too damn hard. It, it, the dude, it looks like Billy Eilish, okay? Everybody knows who Billy Eilish is. Anyway, they assault a new Republic cruiser to rescue Morgan Elsbeth, who had been previously apprehended by Ahsoka Tano. Elsbeth informs Skull, you say Skull and you think of dip, you know, <laughs> he is, do you think he's dipping? You catch him off camera? No. Is that just a Michigan I thing? think of the Viking. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that was what it was yeah. named after. I don't know. I've never dipped. Uh, Elsbeth informs Skull and Ahsoka, uh, that Ahsoka is searching for Grand Admiral Thrawn, who has been missing for years after he and Ezra Bridger were dragged to an unknown location by the Pergil. Uh, Ahsoka and Hu Yang, I didn't remember that, or I'm just I'm going to refer to as the David Tennant droid. That's just all that's going to happen. I prefer <laughs> that. Uh, obtain a star map uh, to the location of Thrawn and potentially Bridger. Uh, before being informed of Elsbeth's escape. Regrouping with the fleet, Ahsoka meets with General General Harrison Dula, whereupon the David Tennant droid reveals that the star map is still locked, does not have the key, get a better flash drive. Uh, Sindula advises Ahsoka to obtain the help of Sabine Wren, Ahsoka's former Padawan, in unlocking the map. Uh, Ahsoka and the David Tennant droid travel to Lothal to meet with Wren, who takes the map, just as she unlocks the map, she is confronted by Billie Eilish, who steals the map and stabs Ren in a very convenient lightsaber duel, which sparked my favorite new meme. You know, uh, this is uh, Liam Neeson's face when you find out that you can recover from a lightsaber stab. You have that guy who's just <laughs> making the nonplussed face. You get stabbed through the heart. You get stabbed through the side. There are differences in anatomy. He got yeah. stabbed in the lower abdomen. He got I, stabbed I, like right yeah. here, right through right the spinal here. column. Right oh, through, yeah. okay. He's, that's he that, recovered that, from that. That's yeah, because she got stabbed in like in like the right boom, basically. It was kind of a boom. She got stab. stabbed in like just the kidney. Like, just, just yeah. So, I've, yeah. I've, okay. And it cauterizes that wound. Like you're not, but like so you just have your you just have a you just have a kidney with a hole in it. Yeah, Is that like a yeah, is a, so you have a, you have a whistling kidney every time it's processed. When you drink a pint of beer, it's just, 
<laughs> that is exactly how it works. What's your name? Um, in? Book of Boba Fett is any indicator? You can just replace the whole area. It doesn't oh, matter. that's right. Yeah, yeah. with uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Migna Wen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She has a uh, whatever it is. Her, her her pancreas is made out of made out of solid titanium. So do 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 you guys uh, do you guys want to uh, combine these two? Because I already yeah. have thoughts that we, are yeah. firing but, off on these. Okay, but we can do that. I can, I can read part two. Uh, All right, yeah, do do that way. first. Do that first. And, and again, these episodes both aired back back on uh, on did. August twenty second. So really, it is back kind back. of a one parter. Uh, part part two was longer than part one. Part part one was you know almost an hour and i think part two is only 40 minutes or something like that so essentially it's like it's like a feature film you know a typical feature film being 90 minutes or more Realistic, okay yeah. part two is part two toil and trouble uh steph green is the writer directed by dave filoni or perhaps the other way around not sure uh skull and billy eilish take the map to the planet cedos where you can buy a nice chair <laughs> <laughs> where Elsbeth reveals that Thrawn is trapped in another galaxy. Never saw that coming. Uh, Ren, who survived uh, Billy Eilish's attack, big surprise, uh, recovers and informs Ahsoka of her findings, but also traces the droids that attacked her to Elsbeth's factories on Corellia, home planet of Han Solo and Witch and Phillies. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, seeking, seeking the map, Ahsoka and Syndulla travel to the Corellian shipyards where they discover a massive hyper unit being built by workers loyal to the Galactic Empire and that snivelly weasel guy. He was totally in something else where you're like, oh, this guy was a lawyer, an accountant or something. You just couldn't stand him. Mm. Imperial weasel. Uh, Sindula chases after the transport, carrying the hyperdrive while Asuka uh, uh, duels Merak, a former Inquisitor working for Elsbeth. Merak and the transport escape, but not before Sindula's astromech chopper uh, astromech, astromech droid chopper attaches a tracking device with all his wah, 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 and his woo very animated but it makes r2d2 look like an asshole uh after arresting the shipyard workers ahsoka is contacted by ren who is ready to become her padawan again after a wicked sweet self haircut jack bauer like self haircut uh padawan again and find bridger after she recuperated and cut her hair oh sorry i jumped ahead in the narrative my bad uh elspeth is contacted by skull billy irish and marrock uh who obtained the hyperdrive so they can finish building her ship the eye of i would say slan because my 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 cursor was over the eye so i'm like slan i have scion <laughs> to find thrawn skull senses that ahsoka will come for them schwa 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 and that's part two all right okay uh so clearly we kind of know usually we'll go off of these questions and all off of these descriptions and be like okay what happened what happened and what's going to happen in the next episode we kind of know a few episodes ahead of this so mm -hmm. um what what were your initial thoughts watching these two episodes peter let's start with you just like overall impressions of like was this instantly gripping to you or were you kind of like i'll see where it goes okay i will attempt to not get into the weeds because i'm very bad yes be um, out of the weeds don't be the weed man He's the weed dude. I'll just follow the wolves. We'll disappear into the weeds and we'll come back and we'll have a good time. Oh, there you um, go. I like it. I'm sold. So, anyway, um, for me, this got my attention pretty well. Um, it probably helps that I've watched all of Rebels and have read every single Thrawn book because I love the character. Um, so this had my attention pretty close. Um, 
I did like how it kind of began Indiana Jones style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very much with, so. With Ahsoka herself, the, the prison right. break was definitely a, a good tease. I did like yeah. that. Um, but I really, really liked how this was like bringing things from Rebels to life, like Lothal and... Mm-hmm. A great appearance by by uh, Clancy Brown, who yeah. is much like yeah. Kevin Hart, is has been in everything. Great well, dude. Re- realistically, like this, that first episode was bits and pieces of that last episode of yeah. Rebels. And then the second episode like, had shot, that ending yeah. shot. So yeah. yeah, shot for shot, like there were a few of those. Yeah, like the just yeah, that, the second that episode right exactly at the end, did. there was like a shot for shot, angle for angle, pacing yeah. was just a touch different but it was basically the same as the the same blocking yeah it's awesome so like i really liked how filoni brought all of this to life Mm -hmm. um and made it feel like there there is some pressing need here um for for action Mm -hmm. um i think we don't hear much about uh i think the senate comes in later i think that's a later episode but Mm. um right like how how you have to talk with the republic to get onto your get onto your mission um the pure finding out thrawn was in another galaxy i liked that because it made it a little bit more difficult and it would explain why he hasn't been around right Mm -hmm. um in part because my original theory was like oh he got sent to the unknown regions and so they're just like dealing with stuff with the chiss ascendancy and we're gonna see a bunch of that crap but which i love the chiss so i wouldn't mind but you know another galaxy works um So I, I've, I really, really enjoyed, um, these, these two episodes. I liked how they did have some Imperial sympathizers mm-hmm. um, because it's like, well, the empire doesn't vanish overnight and they would still be around. Yeah. Yeah. The very deceptive end of Return of the Jedi, like, oh, everything's great now where there's just, there's no way in a galaxy full of, you know, uh, you know, of this huge, the biggest military force at that particular reality has ever seen it's not just you can't just snap your fingers because really if you follow the chronology it's another year of fighting before the battle of jakku which creates the big graveyard that you see in uh mm-hmm. in uh, the force awakens uh that ended everything and then this is still further after that where you see things aren't really over because you still got imperial remnants putzing about and you know you got uh, moffy giddy running around doing his thing trying to make clones and crazy bots and whatever and so yeah it just it goes on Yep. And I, I love how these shows, like basically all the Mandoverse shows, and I'm counting this as a Mandoverse show, uh, even though it's also kind of Rebels season five. But right. anyway, yeah. but like all of these shows are kind of, it doesn't matter what you think of the sequels, but like kind of setting up the sequels of like the common kind of questions of like, you know, there's, oh, there's, they're just cloning now. Well, of course we had the clone wars, but also like, yeah, they're doing some, some like dark side, some like force right. sensitive cloning. They're also like, how the hell did the first order come up? Like they defeated the empire. You're telling me another empire just kind of like rose up. Well, yeah, it never really went away. Right. Like, there are sympathizers. There are like underground sex. There are grand admirals hiding in other galaxies or far reaches or here, there, everywhere. And like, yeah, the seeds were planted for the first order to just rise right up. I think that this Um, is where we see some of Filoni's skills coming out. Cause like a lot of people griped about the, the, the clone wars and the prequels. And then the clone Wars show came out and started to like 
expand the universe there. And then people started to really like that particular period of, of mm -hmm. the Star Wars universe. So I think that, I think wisely, yeah. regardless of what yeah. you feel about it, they're wisely employing Filoni to help um, rationalize choices that were made before he came around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, right. Absolutely. He seems to be the, the guy with the vision and who can tie in his vision with what's already established. Like you said, with the clone wars, like he took, you know, all, all this stuff that had happened and then said like, okay, I can make sense of that. I can not only make sense of that, but I can make people further invested. I can make people like it. I can make people way more emotional when they rewatch the whole thing as a whole. Right. Right. Yeah. Anakin's downfall. Cause you really, I mean, you see like kid Anakin, you see a mo movie in the middle and then you see the fall of Anakin. So if you just watch the films, it's like, eh, it sucks, but like, whatever you watch yeah. the clone wars in there, it's like, Oh God, he was this good dude. Everybody, last everybody, season. Yeah. Everybody thought he was so great and he had buddies mm -hmm. and he was nice to the clones and, you know, as you know, Ahsoka really looked up to him and there was this big heartbreak when she, you know, mm -hmm. walked away because she felt, you know, betrayed. The order didn't back her up and you could see it broke his heart and probably was that little extra push she needed to get a little bit closer to Palpatine uh, was her leaving. So, yeah, it's, um yeah, family, the, the, the family dynamics of it uh, really came into play. You know, your, our little our little insular Jedi family. Uh, of our you know core characters and, and how that all shook out charlie what about yourself uh, any any differing thoughts from from peter were you kind of same thing captivated right away or you know i was you know I, I i was i was not super high uh because star wars on disney plus it's it's admittedly kind of been all over the place you know we had some nice andor was unbelievable but it was a slow burn took a while to get going there were parts of the book of uh uh, not the book of sorry the book of Boba Fett was trash to me sorry didn't really care for it um there were parts of Kenobi the, it's like the last three episodes dude like on a rewatch I think it's the last two or three right then when, what was the once, purpose, once of, what was the purpose of the first three <laughs> it was, it was the whole thing but I'm me <laughs> but you know it's like uh Obi-Wan I, I loved the first part of that and then the, the end of a part of it got kind of nonsensical so and then Mando first two seasons were great third season was kind of like eh, I'm just not that sure so Star Wars on Disney Plus has kind of been all over the place for me, um, but I'm invested. You know, I loved Rebels. Uh, I, Rebels came on in the fall of 2014. I was super engaged. I was like, this is the first real foray into not only animation, where animation and brand new characters, though obviously even early in Rebels, they weaved in some, you know, R2-B2 and C-3PO show up, Leia shows up, you know, so on and so forth. In the end, you, you meet old Obi-Wan. Um, but you've got a new set of characters playing within this very exciting time frame, making a difference and moving things forward. It's like Rebels, to me, was it was a real accomplishment. I think they really did a lot. Um, and then to see that story continue to move forward, um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. And to, to counter something that Todd has said, like, oh, does, do, do people who have never seen Rebels, would they care about this at all? I don't know that anybody who's continuing to tune in to Star Wars program after Star Wars program is not invested because they haven't been watching it all the way along. Would you pretty much mm -hmm. agree? Are there are there casual TV fans besides like, oh, boy, Baby Yoda, and they watch Mandalorian, and that's great, but... Beyond anything with Baby Yoda in it, 
are those casual people. Great example. I was in one of the one of the shops I call in for my job this week, and I'm sitting talking to this lab manager, and she has Grogu stuff all over her office. And I'm like, oh, it was a great, and I made some off. You know, that's something we do in sales. You pick something off on somebody's wall and you start a conversation about it because people love to talk about themselves. Um, and I said, well, you, are you a fan of Star Wars or are you a fan of Grogu? No, I just like Grogu. And now that I'm talking about it, that's, that's, that's the divide of this is you have your, oh, Grogu's cute and I love it, like cutesy poo stuff like the Ewoks that April loves, um, my wife, but, you know, she she loves Star Wars all along anyway. And then you have people like us who are just like, man, it's Star Wars, we're going to do it, and there's going to there's gonna be peaks and valleys, like Peter and I we are with Star Trek. You know what? We're going to watch it all. Some of it is going to be amazing. Some of it is going to be somewhere in the middle, and some of it we're not probably going to rewatch it that often unless we have to for the podcast. Like you know, we all have our opinions, and it's going to be the same thing. If if Mark comes to me and says, "Yep, we're going to redo uh, watching all of the Disney Plus shows because we need content," so we're going to rewatch the Book of Boba Fett and we're going to really drill down on it, I'd be like, "Okie dokie," you know. It's like I would. I yeah, I would grind through I'm just, it. I'm going to get Peter for those ones, Charlie. You can sit and out that month. Let's face it, in 2024, we may be doing exactly that. We may be going, hey, we're starting Disney plus Star Wars from the beginning, and every week we're going to be talking about a couple of episodes. We may have no choice. Um, yeah. So, But, yeah, I think anybody who's watching this is invested. They're, in, they're initiated into Rebels, and Rebels had – and, again, I couldn't say, like, oh, God, it was wildly popular and blah, 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 and, and you know, how much – how how successful was it? It's not like a film at the box office where like this movie made a billion dollars and you know that, you know, it's not like Endgame where you know everybody and their mother and their sister saw the movie where you don't really know per se, just off the top of my head, how popular was Rebels? How many people were seeing it, talking about it? I mean, it was on for four years, you know, four or five years, um, which speaks to the fact that somebody was renewing it, which means under the traditional model, there were still ad revenues being generated. Somebody was paying for it to be on. Therefore, it was popular to a certain regard. It wasn't just being made because whatever. Um, so, yeah, I kind of deride my partner Todd's thought that, well, I just don't think this really speaks to the masses. It just it doesn't need to. The masses, in this case, are people who have been watching Star Wars TV since 2014. So I think anybody who's tuning into this is is digging it because they enjoy it. You know, if they're watching it, they enjoyed Rebels. Or some of us, you just, it's Star Wars, it's content. I'm going to watch it so I can either love it or I can bitch about it. And frankly, if you look at social media, it's a lot of the latter one. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I would love to hear, like, if, if anyone has, like, a friend or a partner or something that has like, you know, hasn't really kept up with Star Wars or definitely like I want to hear someone that hasn't seen a single frame of Rebels and what did they think of these two episodes? Because like you guys said, like coming in as a Rebels fan, this was like, okay, we've got like a couple of shot for shots. We're seeing some live. You feel like you're in there. The same, you know, you, the same voice yeah. actors are now in live action for like right. uh, uh you know, or and just like the the casting was perfect, the locations right. were perfect, the Lothcat was perfect. Like, let's just go. They even brought like Hu Yang in there for for Clone Wars fans. Like, Star Wars cartoon fans were eating good these yeah. first couple of episodes. <laughs> we're eating good. I like, like that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, damn. So 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 I was just like watching these two episodes, just like jaw on the floor the whole time like i am I'm into it. you throw in you yeah. throw in a little indiana jones in there come on are you kidding me feloni jesus like 
What are you doing to me? What? Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't handle this. I had to rewatch them both because I was just like, I can't. My my mind was just exploding, tiny little explosions the whole time. Explosions. Um, and then you know you start it right off with again Balin, um, who just was like the most imposing villain since Darth Vader. He's doing going through that job. that. Yeah. Holy shit. Spectacular villain. Too. Loved like him. Ray, Ray's, <clears throat> right. you know, passing was just like, just hit so much harder. Right. Not, not that it wasn't tragic before, like, you know, passing away at a, a, a pretty relatively young age. Right. And, uh, but like seeing this, seeing how well his character was, uh, was, was received, just how good he is in every single scene. Yeah. Just yeah. like, <clears throat> dude, that sucks. Cause like, that that prison break was just like that that is a Darth Vader level threat right just going through just this big imposing figure and then you have his little Tasmanian devil sidekick yeah. here comes Billie uh, Eilish she's the bad guy Billie Eilish yeah like just yeah like she's just unhinged feral raccoon energy and he's <laughs> just like hiding in her hair i noticed that just when i was re-watching this yesterday i was like oh that is that is interesting because they're they're mercs uh mm-hmm. they they obviously identify with the dark side they bled their crystals and they have red lights not quite nope they're orange is it oh yep and they okay. did that on purpose well, yep. break it down for me. What's up with that? I, I've heard this theorem before about orange sabers, but why not for the sake of our listeners, why don't why don't we go through that? What is that what is that all about? Peter, you want to run with that? Um well I oh, just know no. the, the, some of the <laughs> behind the scenes stuff for it. Um yeah. so basically the behind the scenes reason was Filoni made the lightsabers orange. One, because there was a little in certain viewings of some of the older films, the color correction was wonky. And so Darth okay. Vader's lightsaber did in fact look orange or if you okay. play some of the older video games, it was orange, not fully red. Okay. But the main reason that they chose to do that was to um, throw you off. Cause crimson red is dark side, evil Palpatine, Darth Vader. We're going to murder your face, but orange <laughs> is like, I'm going to murder up your face quite there. Um, mm, so the idea, like- so the idea with Filoni making them, orange not yeah. red is to kind of lean more towards their they're not sith they're not full dark side they're more just dark jedi to kind of bring yeah. in that old expanded we, we, universe term we might murder up your face but let's go to brunch first you know maybe i'll even pick yeah. up the tab I may maybe your i won't face, I but know. i do have potentially noble reasons for doing right so. exactly that, like that, i said that's brunch. what i was Omelets. gonna bring in yeah is is you can tell just the, the way he like they're mercenaries, they're surviving in this world, but they're also still honorable. And and yeah. again, we've seen some of the later episodes. In these two episodes specifically, we don't quite know what he is. But like he's said now, like again, breaking that wall and going further episodes. Like we find out, like there, he was a Jedi. He's broken since that. You know, Order sixty six. He saw the downfall. He saw the fallacy of of the order, and he's training Shin to be different to be better to be something new and i don't think we've gotten an in canon like explanation other than you know like the behind the scenes stuff that peter just described but like it seems that he's not afraid he is more dark jedi than sith he's not afraid to use those emotions the the dark side energy a little bit he's not afraid to do some dark stuff but he's not letting that consume him. He still has that honor. He still has that code. He still has that, 
kind of, you know, responsibility and, you know, whatever it is, but, um, yeah, he's, they're, they're not quite dark. So, uh, also Balin does wear a green Kyber crystal in his belt. So I don't know if that's his original, um, if, or if that's something maybe he picked up from a, a murdered friend during order 66, who right. knows? Could but, be a um, master. Right. Right. Yeah. Master, yeah. Whatever it is. It, right? it could um, be the homage, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, definitely interesting characters and yeah. uh, and i can't wait to them I, I i can't wait for them to to explore more of of exactly what those and i hope they do like what those orange sabers mean yeah uh, or it might just be like the explanation that we've been seeing right now is like we're something new we're something different we're not sith right. we're not jedi we're it's and, it's not chocolate it's not see, peanut butter but it's in the same jar it's that stuff <laughs> and and you see um <clears throat> You know, I think he's trying to be better, and and again, for those kind of noble reasons, even though he's, you know, making his due as as a mercenary because that's what he has to do right now. Right. Um, but he seems like he has a higher purpose or a higher goal in mind. So it's it's kind of an interesting, definitely an interesting character for sure. Um, Absolutely. That being yeah. said, any other favorite characters that we've seen, like pop ups that made you guys just lose your mind? My um, favorite or, or psychopathic characters? trash can. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and so spot on uh, from his traditional appearance. Oh, it was exceptionally accurate. I didn't yeah. touch your stuff, Chopper. That whole exchange of like, shoot it down. I can't shoot it down. It'll fall on the city. And that's bad. It's like, yes, you mass murdering psychopath. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. I was enjoying God, Sabine. So I was good. watching watching in the uh, in the first episode where she's uh, still going through her, you know, goth girl punk phase. F you uh, riding on her speeder bike, listening to her. I love the the punk rock ish kind of emo she's listening to but it sounds like it's in japanese but it's more like maybe it's like hoodies i think it's hoodies or it's another language like what they do fall in order so yeah so i'm like real yeah that's right because cal does have his you know his his ipod you know shuffle that he's listening to the music i'm a little bit more curious about pop music in the star wars universe just based on that but yeah i love her just being a bad girl she's riding her bike and she's like f you dad uh while she zips by because yeah and dad in this case is uh is clancy brown's character uh was like oh you're supposed to be there for the thing she's like oh gosh well whatever whatever bro she's so she's she's so gen x she's just absolutely right up my alleyway because april and i are are members of that proud generation uh to which our motto is whatever and that's her and that's her <laughs> uh peter any anyone other than uh than chopper just uh making you fangirl out or what um in this episode it was primarily chopper i mean i love i loved seeing Hera as well i mean any of the any of the yeah. ghost crew but it was yeah chopper particularly yeah um yeah i i was actually really excited to see who yang as well Mm-hmm. Did um, that that was going to be my answer mostly because it's just like i love that droid does it make sense he's still there i don't know because we don't know what happened to him but it's really cool to see him and 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 the sass that he brings i love how star wars droids are just sassy they, they can always something. patch together a droid. is it weird that we're talking about the fact that none of us have talked much about ahsoka herself throughout much any of this well she's already appeared so that's kind of like it's that, not a yeah. new thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true, but it's just, and that was that's the gripe that I've heard 
from Oxtra. That's a gripe that I've heard from our mutual friend, John. My mutual friend, John, especially when we were college roommates uh, back in MSU, he was a Star Wars guy. I was a Star Trek guy, though obviously I have a strong affinity uh, for Star Wars. He has just not been enjoying the show. He just doesn't, just feels like, oh, Ahsoka's so dour, blah, blah, blah. Just really can't deal with it. And then we talked about another, a later episode of the show where we see a little bit more of the ensemble coming out and uh, taking the reins um, in the most recent episode, which we'll talk about, obviously, a few episodes down the road. And even, Mark, you had said, hey, you know, this is an ensemble piece. We're enjoying different pieces from different characters that the the show might just as well be called, you know, Thrawn's folly or something. It's not about Ahsoka, you know. It's it's not really, it's it's about, it's about this, this group of the family that is coming back together and throughout it's got the first a really episodes. good through line so yeah, far which we'll time. get more into in later episodes but like and it's going to be essential for ahsoka's character mm-hmm. but in the beginning at least in these two episodes it's just kind of a um more of a state of the galaxy sort of thing this is where we're at right um yeah. it's not a forward momentum yet except for like in the second episode where um Sabine pulls a cane in and and yeah. almost shot for shot actually. Um, yeah, he pulls a cane in and, and cuts her hair. Yeah, um, which I yeah. thought was a really cool. Uh, exactly, happen. that but, was a very. I said this April when we were watching it. That was a very Black Widow from uh, Endgame. How you saw them five mm-hmm. years later, and she just had never cut her hair, so the tips of her hair were white, and the the red had grown out. This was pretty much the same thing. Sabine is, has naturally purple hair, uh, but she had obviously dyed it. You know creamsicle orange or whatever the hell that was and that was the tip so when she cut it her hair was purple again but it was it was actually it was different colors in rebels but i think i think she's like a natural blonde she's natural purple (laughs) that's her regular uh, that's a mando hair color i guess (laughs) even like the the first couple of episodes i mean yeah ah ahsoka is a little bit more um reserved then yeah. I think we're used to seeing her because we're used to seeing her so much in Clone Wars when she's yeah, a right. kid. She's yeah. a literal child. And, and also and bouncing this, off she, Anakin, who's just a yeah. firecracker in his own right. Yeah, yeah. true. So true. in this, we've, you know, she knows that her former master slash best friend slash brother murdered everyone she ever loved. Whoops. Um, yeah, that's going to take a little, like, of your pep away, you know, uh, as you become older. Um I don't mind the the characterization of her at all. I think that's kind of going to be a realistic take of someone who's seen like the very worst of war, betrayal, heartache, and uh, you know, then then secretly trying to build up this resistance. Like I think, yeah. I, I really think that's that's a, a pretty decent characterization of of yeah. her. But I also loved. Like I said, the Indiana Jones aspect of it, of she just kind of goes where she needs. And, and it was the mm-hmm. same thing in Mando. Like she goes, why didn't we see her in the original trilogy? Well, because she's doing other shit. She's uh, I Captain got, Marvel. I got stuff going on. There's no, stuff. Like, you know, and, and, and we heard that explanation of, you know, hey, where were you, Captain Marvel? Like, yeah. sorry, there's a billion other planets and none of them have the Avengers. Yeah. That's Ahsoka, They're, right? Like she's, there's no I'm, Jedi left. Yeah, there's, I'm doing stuff. I got a calendar. Planets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, we we've got like you know Han, Leia, Luke, Chewie, Lando. Like they're off doing their thing. But like, who's who's on the other the other side of the galaxy cleaning shit up? Like, yeah, right. Ahsoka movies that just you know didn't shift over that way, and 
that's where she was. So yeah, I, right. I kind of like that that characterization of she's just been doing what she needs to do for the galaxy. Yeah. Whether it's in the background or, or foreground or, or shadows or whatever, she just does what she needs to because that's she was trained since she was one to be a soldier. She's um, full, she's out there full crumbing, full crumbing yeah. it. Yes. Um, so I understand, but we also saw some great lightsaber action with her yep, yep, versus yep. all the droids right, right away. Her versus Maroc, uh, who was uh, such a cool character, especially in these first couple of episodes and an inquisitor mm-hmm. that survived longer than Vader. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Still kicking it we'll five years later. Yeah. Killed by Vader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, so we'll, we'll get to what happened to him later. Um, before we kind of wrap this up, I want to ask you guys uh, the, the last question I'll go on. Uh, favorite like scenes? Favorite? We've touched on a few of them so far. Um, Peter, any any other scene that we haven't touched on jumping out to you? Um, trying to remember. Okay, that scene happened in the next episode. Um, one of the ones that that's really, the tough thing. One, one of the ones that really <laughs> stuck out to me. Not not in like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, but just like, I really like the world building that went into it and the acting was the, uh, was the office in Corellia mm-hmm. um, where they meet, you know, the little scuzz bag Imperial sympathizer, right? But like the account- how that the was account- made off and how it worked. Like you're sitting there going like something's bad's gonna happen here. And he's one of those, um, I have to check my files about that, whatever. Please kill her! You know, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, so like, I thought that that scene was really, really well done. You, Like, you had the the, um, you had both Ahsoka and Hera who were like, on the same wavelength. They knew what was going on. They were working together. You see a little bit of that family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have, like, these Imperials who are trying their hardest to not raise the flag and let everyone know their yeah, right. Um, put your little like imperial cap away happening they put right their out the away. window so it's like mm. yeah i thought that that i thought that scene on corelli was was really well done there so, absolutely gotcha so, i was i was a fan from the jump of the the rip roar and rip snort like you know uh, those poor rebel officers talk about <clears throat> all very low graded. You have all lieutenants and captains, you know, have any senior, senior officers, um, cause they're all cannon fodder, you know, that first guy like, well, you're right about one thing, dude, as you know, uh, skull is flipping the guy, flipping the guy's arm around. We are no Jedi. Oomph! You know, and then you see Billy Eilish is just like, do 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 slash slash kill, kill gets on the bridge, cuts down, you know, the XO who's sitting in the chair and there's just, uh, there's just no hope. You know, it's and they're wearing those god awful ugly uniforms for Return of the Jedi, the tan and the blues. Man, that's a cosplayer's nightmare. It's like a color palette gone wrong. No joy, no joy target on that one. Will not, will not be wearing that one myself. No, yeah, so, but yeah, amazing scene. Such a great start. Um, like I said, that was you, you instantly knew you were dealing with like, again, the most imposing badass bad guy since badassery since vader like i yeah. that the you know i i just i don't i don't even know of a like the rogue one hallway scene like that's oh. just what it reminded me like that that oh, ending yeah. big time right? like it was just like holy shit like this guy is just a an unstoppable force um between that and like charlie you already mentioned it one of my favorite scenes that reintroduction to sabine on the speeder bike, yeah. just like 
Gen X and the Damn. shit out of that. Yeah, just holy crap. Yeah, if you did, uh, just amazing. <laughs> just so so great for her character like that. And these are those little it's those little things that I'm like, I think you can enjoy this without seeing Rebels because they do these little shots of like, hey, you haven't seen Rebels, so here's like a a scene that has a couple of lines but really right. shows you what the character's about. Yeah. Or like True. how they right after that show like Ezra's hologram to right. establish that relationship. So yeah. I, I really think and they went out of their way yeah. to make it so you yeah. don't have to watch Rebels to appreciate, right. you appreciate yeah. it more. Right. You don't have to and and, and ease of access is if you're watching this on Disney Plus, Rebels is equally accessible. So you can just go back and knock out a couple here and there, find a list, you know, watch a top five, top ten, whatever it is, kind of breeze through it. You're going to be just fine. They, they did that. There, there was a list uh, that that Disney Plus curated of like the watch this before Ahsoka list. Like there were There's, a few of those, and they cherry picked some Clone Wars and some Rebels. Like it was a great little list uh, there, that they had up. Before series the, they're, so they're so yeah. smart if only they would pay their people maybe we would be in, would maybe be we would be in this dilly of a pickle yeah, there we go um yeah man th- there's so many yeah so so much to love about this show so far um I, and, and again we won't get into the further episodes but i think it started off strong with these two i've been hooked right from the start sounds like you guys were too um, the show. any other thoughts before we uh, we wrap this up no, I'm uh, I'm 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 glad we're doing this. I'm excited uh, that we're going to continue talking about this. Uh, as as you're listening, to this episode six has aired. We're getting eight, uh, but we're just going to be breaking. I think we're going to break this down sequentially. Except episode five is going to get its own standalone. Is what we've talked about just because of so. of the depth and breadth of of. Uh, uh, how that went and it's been awesome having my my sideman peter on board i can always count on this guy he's very multifaceted no star trek just as good as me no star wars probably better than the both of us uh even though i was the one who saw the movies back in the old days before you guys were born but still <laughs> i digress uh Peter, thank you so much for joining us again, man. This was uh, an absolute pleasure. I hope you'll come back, um, especially if, as, as we get to discuss Thrawn a little bit more. Um, You're going to go you know, full blue? I don't think, uh, not after work. I don't think I can pull that off. <laughs> I'm not wearing that to work the next day. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you call for a tech guy and a chiss shows up. Ah. Like, oh, God. You, you okay. know it's going to get fixed, but you might get, you know, it, it, might, it might be a little bluey. Ooh, watch out. This one gets a little blue. That is it. Uh, Peter, thanks for joining us. Can you uh, you know tell, tell people where they can find you on the internet if you want to be found on the internet? I mean, if you want to look for me, you can find me at Petrus Aquinas on most things. I'm not terribly active, but if you ping me, I might say something. <laughs> It could happen. Oh, my goodness. And I had taken a page from Mark's book. I'm a little more active on Instagram these days. Uh, I try to stay the heck off of Facebook. Facebook and I have issues. But I'm uh, uh, C3 Carpenter, spell it out, uh, over on Instagram. I am still dabbling on X slash Twitter, but I feel like they're in a downward spiral. But I am at the C3 over there. Uh, But primarily, uh, my wife, uh, April, and I, along with Peter and several other wonderful people, are the core folks that run the USS Grand Petoskey 
one of the biggest chapters of the international Star Trek fan club known as Starfleet International. We are based here in West Michigan, but we do have uh, Trekkers with us from all over the state and several other chapters in Michigan. I also am privileged to run Region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you love Star Trek, live in one of those places, drop me a line uh, at any of my socials or give us a Google uh, at Region 13 or at USS Grand Petoskey and we can connect the dots for you. Mark, what about you, my friend? You can find me everywhere at the underscore Canardian. Uh, like, like everyone said, uh, so far, just uh, mainly Instagram and our Discord channel. So yes. Discord server, always something going on in there. And uh, and again, that's the, I put out the, the thing today and, and Peter jumped on and said, Peter yeah, Wayne. I can join you. Because of that. Um, so so there we go. It's uh, if you if you want to be part of that conversation, that's the best place to do it. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Well, with that, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do